0: Let's do, it. Let's, do it. let's do it, let's do it. Now the guy who likes to get down and dirty, but cleans up real well. You guessed it. It's time for Beyond Oprah with David the Hound. Leggett, again.
1: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are listening to this podcast. Um, I was thinking about it today on my run, and I would like to say welcome from the past to the people over in Tokyo that are completely a day ahead of us. Uh, It's almost like time travel for you, but backwards. So welcome. Thanks for listening. This is another episode of Beyond Ultra with me, David the Hound Liggett. It is September 21st. 2016 at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time in sunny Pennsylvania. Uh, As always, my show is brought to you by P4P Muscle and P4P Studios, the number one drug-free athlete sponsorship foundation in the world. So if you are an athlete that is looking for a solid foundation or just looking for a clean, drug-free base supplement, check out P4P Muscle at P4PMuscle.com. That is the letter P. The number four, the letter P, muscle.com. If you use my code Hound at checkout, you will get 15% off any of the amazing products that P4P Muscle has. I use them all myself, so they are tried and true, test positive. I mean, if you look at me on Instagram, you think, oh, yeah, right, he uses supplements and things like that, but my supplements work for me in different fashions. Uh, I am an ultra runner by trade, so obviously I'm not going to carry... heavy body mass. Um, However, it does the the job what I need it for. Um, Alter Ego, when I work out, it's my pre-workout. I love the Oh Shit Edition Alter Ego 2.0, the new one. It's amazing, absolutely amazing. Uh, You get good vein swell uh, while working out. So, impressive. Go on, try it out. The flavors are awesome. Uh, The ingredients are all pronounceable, and they're minimal Everything is free of WADA banned substances. WADA is the international anti-doping company that, uh, so not company, but corporation that keeps uh, performance-enhancing drugs out of competition. Uh, So you can actually take P4P Muscle the day of competition and be okay and not have to worry about drug testing and showing up positive for performance-enhancing drugs because P4P Muscle is drug-free. So, yes, that was a long intro. Uh, Sorry I've been out for a while, guys. I'm back with the show. Uh, I just got my certification to be an interscholastic uh, coach with a specialty in track and field. So I'm working on that. Um, The Hound is going to retire eventually from my current job and look into something permanent with running, um, basic companies, and certification and helping others achieve running goals. So check it out. Go on my Instagram at the at RunHoundRun, and you can see the adventures that I go on here and there. So my show today is going to be pretty awesome. I have a gentleman on here who designs uh, minimal shoes. He is the creator, founder, and designer of the shoes. They are called Carson Footwear, and it is going to be Mister Everett Carson that we will speak to. Um, You guys got to go on and check these shoes out. I uh, I found them through other Carson Ambassadors, and I I went and researched the shoes. I looked into them and uh, thought they were pretty awesome. So I contacted Everett, and you know, the rest is history. Now, I'm a Carson athlete. Uh, I'm so appreciative of that from Mr. Carson. So without further ado, we're going to talk to Everett Carson here today and uh, just find out more about his company. He's got some awesome designs, so we're going to get into that. Hi, Everett. How are you today? I'm good, thanks. So I don't know if you heard the intro. Um, your shoes, your shoes are fantastic. I love them. Absolutely love them. Thank you. Um, you know, like I said, we we met up. We met up through uh, Kevin. Well, I I found you through Kevin Bardo, and I think uh, I think kind of almost similar. We found each other through Orange Mud and, and Kevin Bardo, who is one of the uh, other ambassadors of Carson Footwear. Um, yep. You know, and I'm thankful that, that we met up. Absolutely, Still there,
0: you're getting choppy on me. I'm sorry
1: about that. Can you still hear me? Is it your yep. connection? Yep. all right, all right, so I said i was I was actually thankful that we met up here. Um, you know, I was always skeptical skeptical about wearing uh, minimal shoes only because I had worn uh, zero shoes in the past and minimal shoes, and they just they weren't conducive to the way I ran, and they, they hurt my feet. However, I had been running in a, uh, in a low drop, like a two millimeter, for quite some time, and then did the research on your shoes, and, you know, rest history. We talked, we spoke, I, got, I grabbed a pair and put them on, and, geez, you know what, they have uh, benefited me heavily. So, I don't know if you want to introduce yourself to everybody and who you are and, uh, and what, you, what you currently do.
0: Well, yeah, thanks for uh, having me on your show. It's cool to spread the word a little bit more. Um, You know, being a young company, that's probably the most important thing right now. Um, But, you know, I basically, uh, you know, I started trying to make this shoe like seven years ago. And then 2013, I finally, you know, bucked up and, you know, just, put some money into it and started buying stuff from, you know, around the world to bring in to manufacture shoes here in the U.S. Um, And, you know, I was after a, you know, I didn't want to get, you know, uh, I didn't want to adjust the ground under your feet. So most shoes, if you look at them, they have the have an arch in the weird place. They have lift in the heel. They, you know, some people pronate, so they tip the sole up you know, uh, leaning, you know, inward or outward, depending on how you run or they think you run. And when you look at people, you just say, there's no way this can work for everybody. And then if you start really drilling down, you say, there's no way this works for anybody. (laughs) So I just, I started to make a shoe that worked for me, uh, you know, and I, you know, my ras- rationalization was at least it'll work for one person, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, it turns out, hey, there's a lot of other people that uh, appreciate, you know, a neutral shoe, truly neutral. So sure. for a sole, if a cut if you cut this thing in half, totally flat. And then, right. um, you know, looking for the right materials to uh, – to you know build a shoe uh i came across polyurethane which is you know in certain tests is 800 times better than the current most common material eva so you know i don't claim that on any of my product sites you know it's kind of a lab condition testing you know how high it bounces and you know how you know how long it bounces but uh uh, so I just went in as a neutral shoe, and uh, it turns out, you know, I'm not alone, and a lot of other people appreciate that, you know, perfectly flat sole uh, with just enough protection. So that's basically, you know, kind of how I got here. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yes. And, uh, you know, and I can attest that I run the E D A shoes and the shoes that have the – the supination and the pronation and the all, all adjustments. And I'm with you. I uh I had surgery on my right foot uh, a couple of years ago where they put a screw in, and I actually supinate my right foot, so I, I land on the outer edge. Um, but with that neutral shoe, I can adjust, and I love that. And if if, if people are out there listening, when we talk about a neutral shoe, we're talking about zero drops. Basically, it's if you were if you were barefoot, you had basically the shoe to cover you so you didn't actually injure your feet on rocks and things of that nature exactly um so we talk about and you talk about on your on your uh on your actual site at carsonfootwear.com you talk about the benefits of minimal shoe and do you want to tell do you want to just maybe explain to those that that. Say well, why should I go to a minimal shoe from something that you know obviously gives me great, great uh, cushioning and things like that? What what are the benefits of the of the minimal shoe?
0: Well, I mean, this is just personal experience and you know some close friends. I'm no doctor. I was not in the shoe business at all. <laughs> you know, I kind of they're just observations. But for for myself personally, this. Type of shoe takes the leverage away from the shoe. Uh, when you're running and you come across some uneven surfaces or a sharp rock, on a stiff shoe, you have leverage that will, you know, roll your ankle or throw, you know, you'll trip and fall. These shoes being flat and flexible, uh, you're able to absorb it and really just run through it. And I've, you know, had several occasions in the last, you know, three years that I've been running in them where I went, you know, it was a close call, and I went, ooh, man, if I was in this other pair of shoes, I would have went down, I would have rolled my ankle. Um, So um, that's really it, and and that's personally, and then, you know, watching, like, my wife, uh, her running style change when she went from a traditional shoe running on pavement to running in our shoes uh on trails she is so much more quieter now in the way she runs so her overall impact uh to her body is just i mean she she went from being a typical you know street marathon runner to a super quiet ninja trail runner and hmm. If your wife is like mine, you know that only happens naturally because there's no way in hell you can coach your wife, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, well, it 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 just happens, we can help out and, and so. Make, make hard
1: what's that? So we could help out, and make hard suggestions, but I'm the same okay. wife; she can't coach me. So.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
1: that's let's really. Let's call that for. Let's call that neutral marriageing. Yeah.
0: Marriage <laughs> Exactly, and that, you know, that, you know uh, that helps.
1: It's funny that you say that, that you saw her, her foot change, because um, we posted, I ran, a, uh, I ran a 5K on Saturday, and it was the first time I'd ever taken your shoes out on a 5K on the road. And I mean at top speed, like I was pushing my body to where, you know, I got the bile coming up, and I was just pushing and pushing and pushing. And my wife said, said the same exact thing that you just said about your wife. She said that she's seen me at races, and she's taken photos and watched, and she said, your, your running form has completely changed. And now yeah. I've put probably about 200 miles on your shoes since, since using them. So, obviously, it's, it's changing my gait a bit. But she said the same thing. She noticed that when I, when I was coming up to, well, not even the finish line, but I noticed uh, she took a photo that I posted on my Instagram, and uh, your shoes have, have actually got me in back into a real solid proper running form. And uh, you know I'm thankful for that. And I think what we what we could touch on too is that the minimal neutral shoe also causes your feet to strengthen, um, which is sure. which is something that you know people lose muscle in their in their feet because of the fact that they're wearing those you know other shoes that have giant soles and they're just you know compensating for for sheer foot power.
0: Yeah, I I, I think so. <laughs> well. We'll see, you know, how it turns out long run for, you know, those super fast, uh, cushy shoes.
1: (laughs) You know, and it's funny because the more I wear minimal shoes and, and, and get away from the other shoes, I can really feel every ounce of any other shoe anymore. Which, yeah. Some people think that's nitpicking, but I mean, when you're, you know, when you when you base your base your speed and your time on, on, you know, how heavy your your legs feel, that that can make a little bit of a difference, just a couple ounces, because that can make a difference between feeling like you have cement blocks on your feet and feeling like you're going to be light and glide over everything, which is how I
0: feel wearing your shoes. Right. Yeah, it helps to have that, you know, the flexibility. Uh, you know that sole makes a huge difference.
1: Absolutely.
0: You know, and the other thing I
1: noticed is that uh, it it does bring the strength right back to the feet. It causes the legs to change composition. Everything like I'm actually developing a little more solid muscle mass in the legs, um, a little more power mm-hmm. on the hills, uphills, and things of that nature. So you know, it's it's definitely a, an advantage uh, to go minimal. Obviously we we both know that not everybody can transition right from a, right from a regular shoe to a minimal. It has to be kind of a gradual thing. Just in case.
0: Absolutely. Yes. You know. um, yeah. And that, that's for okay. sure. Oh, I mean, yeah, the transition is, is very important. You know, I mean, what we're, what we're seeing is, you know, in our customer base is the people who have run barefoot and understand that barefoot, you know, Precision and foot fill, and the benefit of having an instant ground response. Appreciate the shoe, Um, and they usually don't need much to work into it because they're already running barefoot. But excuse me, the people who are coming from a traditional kind of you know four to ten millimeter lift in the heel put these on, and they're like you know out of their. Element, but um, so if you're going from that, it definitely can take you know years to transition completely. Sure. So, and it they need to be careful because though that can hurt you. So, absolutely, you're looking at the uh the overextension of the Achilles,
1: um, you know, the, the pulls and the calves just because your 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 heels are so used to having that support and now, now nothing, you yeah. know, so absolutely, and. Absolutely. You, you know, eventually
0: realize. the. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh,
1: no, it's okay. Oh well. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: You know, the goal needs to be to where you can you can be in this neutral position, all day sure. and not feel any any stress or or discomfort. Um, and then you know that your body is aligning. So, you know, in the long long term, it's where you want to get. But I understand not everybody can go there right away. Right, right, right,
1: right. You know, I like it because um, if you read books like Born to Run, um, things of that nature, they talk about the the lack of barefoot running and exactly what we just mentioned was, you know, people lose muscle in their feet and getting back to the barefoot will actually strengthen your bones and strengthen your feet and, you know, get you into that proper running form. So, you know, I... I was already running minimalist when I ran when I read Born to Run, but Born to Run really put it in the perspective of you know how essential it is to run barefoot, and you know it, just, it was something that something that like just made me obsessed for you know for quite some time to, to to find out what it was actually like to run minimalist, and you know the rest is history now. Yeah. Here I am. So,
0: and yeah, and really, that was the the book that uh, started it for me as well. I, but. I wasn't a believer. I went down and ran barefoot on my treadmill because my wife was reading it and I started reading it behind her. And and I'm like, barefoot, you know, that doesn't make sense. You can't run barefoot. Barefoot's not good. I mean, it doesn't make any sense. So I went downstairs, ran on our treadmill. I started out the first mile, you know, barefoot, and I was like, this is crazy. This is totally unnatural. And as I said that, I thought, how can this be unnatural? So I gave it a little bit longer. And then at about, you know, mile, you know, one and a half, two miles, I started to feel that I was super efficient and I started to to fill it and understand, Hey, I'm using less energy. I'm really running efficient and it's because I know where I'm at when I land. It doesn't take me as long to, you know, transition. And right. uh, then about mile three, I started to bleed, and I thought, you know, hey, we need something under our foot, and yeah. that's really what started it. So right. there you go. Okay. Fantastic.
1: Now you, you <laughs> have on your, I'm sorry, you have on your, you have on your site. Basically, if you go on, if you go on to uh, Carson Footwear, there's an About Us tab. And it scrolls through this 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 pretty awesome. I mean, I love the views where you are. Um, Thank pretty you. Pretty awesome slideshow that says the big brands wouldn't attempt what what you've been doing. And do you, do you want to elaborate on that? Is that just like the big brands won't go to the zero drop?
0: No, I I think that uh, for the big brands, and they're changing it now. I mean, Adidas is trying to have some <clears throat> onshore manufacturing, or you know um manufacturing in the Americas which could mean Mexico or wherever uh next year and then Nike has ramped up their you know uh goals to bring it in 2018 and you know I I am not I try and pay attention more to what I'm doing than what uh, other people are doing but uh the reason I said that is because for the bigger brands, their their goal has become to make a more profitable shoe, not necessarily a better shoe, at least in my opinion. So, and the only reason, I, you know, I've come to that conclusion is because, you know, if you know people that sit in the commercialization rooms of these companies, which I live in Portland, I live in the heart <laughs> of their of Shoe making USA, but or at least shoe designing USA. And so many times, these folks that sit on in these, uh, you know, in these rooms and go to commercialization will throw out the good materials and they'll throw out, you know, the good to and they'll ruin the product, you know, because they're trying to make it more profitable. So, we, we want to to change that up and make try and make a shoe that was just better. And, you know, uh, that was – hand to make it here. So, yeah. you know, neither one of those things were the big companies doing. They weren't trying to make it here. And they weren't trying to make it better.
1: Right. And essentially you're fueling the economy by, by promoting local buying, which I, I think is fantastic. You know, it's, uh, it's something I look for when I when I when I branch out and look for companies and, and, and people I want to uh, partner with, you know, for the things that I'm doing is, is that's that's an important thing to me, too, is uh, USA, USA local. So, you know, I appreciate the fact that, you know, you do everything here and, you know, you took the step out to do that and focus on the quality craftsmanship of the shoes. You're right, because it is very easy to go to. A, a conglomerate store and look at a running shoe and see, you know, like you said, Nike, Nike has like 20 different pairs of, of running shoes. And that doesn't mean just because they have 20 pairs of running shoes, that's going to be what's going to be the best for your foot or made with care for your foot. So yeah, I like that you, you take the time and, and focus on the quality of the shoe.
0: Sure. Yeah. yeah.
1: So you, you let's talk about the iguana, the iguana shoes.
0: Are they the first ones mm. that,
1: that that you manufactured
0: well we had we had one that we started with that was uh a carbon neutral and it was uh adidas sent us a cease and desist uh you know they thought it was infringing on their trademark and you know at the time you know it it Isn't and wasn't worth it for me to say, no, it's not. and Let's go spend some money in court. So I just said, fine, you know, here, I haven't produced any, so I won't. I won't. Um, And so they kind of went away. But, um, you know, it did bring out of the woods, you know, 20 intellectual property attorneys that said, hey, you know, we'll, we'll go to court for you free and there's no way they'll win. (laughs) <laughs> so, Dark. that was tempting, but um, I didn't really want to go down that road. So the yeah. iguana was the first one we released, and you know it—it's definitely, um, you know, it—it it was the way that iguana came about was I got—I got my hands on a die-sub printer, and so I was going to try coming up with a cool print for the upper. And you know it was like seven thirty on a Saturday morning. I'm looking around for stuff to print. We're gonna do butterflies, maybe fish, maybe a lion, you know. And then uh, Rodrigo de Gabriela. You know, have you heard of those guys? Um. Uh, de-
1: Rodrigo, I believe, yeah. Rodrigo yeah, de
0: Gabriela. So they they yeah. do a great cover of a bunch of rock songs on Spanish guitar, uh brother yeah. and sister. Okay. So okay, I got you. they came up they came up on, you know, Pandora or whatever and uh their album cover was a alligator. And so it kind of led me down the road to finding um stuff that we could, you know, put on a shoe. And I I came across I ended up coming, you know, finding uh, some lizards and snakes and stuff and then actually ended up on a little day gecko, which is our mascot. He goes down at the shop. (laughs) His name is Iggy and he's he's really a gecko, but we called him an iguana. I didn't like the gecko laser, right? The iguana laser sounded better, so we kind of went with that, but he started one Saturday morning, and uh, that's where it's where it kind of came from. It was I was trying to get something in a hurry, so we we came up with that. And I, I tell you, I'm, kind of,
1: I'm upset with that design right now.
0: What's that? No
1: eye. That's probably going to be my next my next pair of shoes. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, the iguana again. It's uh, it's fun. It, it's it's um, it's it's great. It definitely yells, you know.
1: For, for those that are listening, they're probably like, what the heck are they talking about an Iguana shoe? For those that are listening, go on Carson Footwear and look at his design. He's got sublimated, sublimated shoes, which means the pattern's actually into the material. And this, these shoes look like an Iguana head. There's the eye, the face, the scales. It, it's very impressive. And it's, it's a, like you said, it's very standout. And that's one of those where when you're running, people are like, what the heck are you wearing? And it's a great icebreaker. I like them. I'm obsessed with them. <laughs> <laughs> Do you run in a pair? You're you're zombies, right? I, I'm on zombies right now. Um yep. I I, mean, I have a I have a note about that coming up, but yeah, I uh I I still have the zombies which was the the first the first pair that uh you had sent me so I could, you know, test them out to see to see how it mm-hmm. light your shoes. Um uh, as of today, I'm over 200 miles in them. And uh yeah. <laughs> They are, uh, they are equally the same as day one. There's minimal wear in the, in, the, in the tread design underneath. And, I mean, you're talking 200 miles, and me with a heel stamp on the, on the back right heel, very minimal wear. The shoes are, uh, I mean, there's really no break-in. There's absolutely no break-in on the shoes, guys, when you're, when you're checking these out. Um, the shoes are amazing. So, yeah, I'm in the red zombies right now.
0: Yeah, that's, that's definitely a notable feature is that there is no break-in. I mean, yeah. you put these things on and take off and run. And it's amazing. It's amazing. It, it's kind of cool.
1: So let's talk about the red zombie design. Now, for me, I'm obsessed with horror movies, specifically zombies mm-hmm. and paranormal, paranormal investigation style movies. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the red zombies, I was like, no, that's got to be the first paragraph. As much as I like the agrona racers, I love the red zombies. So, uh, I mean, is that how you came up with the red zombie design?
0: Well, it was uh, actually that was made for Kevin Bartow, right? So hey, Kevin, nice job. So he, we had just made the Stinger, right? There's or it's the yellow striped one. I I was driving to the dump. My trailer flew off the back of my car, crashed into a into a warning sign. I picked up a piece, threw it in the back, went home. Said I'm not going to the dump, but hey, let's make a shoe like this. So we made the stinger, and Kevin saw it, and he said, man, can you do that in red? So I just went in that night, and it was a Sunday night, so I'm sitting down, getting ready to turn that thing red, and and the first episode of The Walking Dead comes on, and I was like, ooh, let's just let's turn this into a zombie shoe. So I distressed it, and... You know, through the um, through the, uh, uh, I don't the, the, the bio you know biohazard bio sign on it, and you know, then sent it off to him, and it was like he's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> so um, you know, and what I really like about that uh, the red zombie is that it still looks sketched. It looks like, you know, somebody just sketched it on paper. Yeah. And it's it's just fun, you know. Like, yeah, that's right. That's right. It's a little rough, <laughs> you know. But uh, that's what makes it fun.
1: You know what I love, too? I was, I was fishing around on the site, and I clicked on, I think I clicked on, uh, geez, I don't know what shoe it was. But all of a sudden at the bottom, there's now, green zombie and other colors and I'm like, "Oh. Okay, now we're getting into this."
0: Yeah, so whoever's listening, that's just a it's, you know, we're we're putting the shoes, we let them to the site and uh but the official release of a bunch oh. of zombie colors is coming up.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I didn't mean no, that's all right. You know, you know what would make an awesome shoe? I think you know where I'm mm. going with this. A hound. Go for it. I think a, a hound. A hound. Like a werewolf. Yeah.
0: Like, like How about...
1: Maybe, maybe someone's on the other end of this conversation with you.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's always... You can, it's always fun to have inspiration and try and make stuff stick, you know. Yeah. Like a yeah, like a, maybe a chupa maybe a chupacabra or whatever. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I
1: I love it. There's and, and there's an infinite number of designs when you're talking about sublimation. And what's awesome about sublimation yeah. is is it still looks beautiful five hundred miles later as it did day one out you know, right out of right out of you know, manufacturing. That's what's awesome about yeah. it. You know, there's no there's no loss of color. There's no loss of, uh, you know, design or anything like that. I mean, we took that photo on Saturday of me running in the red zombies and you're talking, that's a hundred and hundred and sixty five hundred and sixty 165, 160 miles, 170 miles of uh trail on those shoes. And they still look, you know, amazing when you get out on the road.
0: Yeah. They, they, they hold their color. well. That's for sure.
1: Absolutely. Um, so you have you have a unique sizing method. Like I wear like a ten and a half. Yeah. I remember we talked. Now in your shoes I wear ten point seven five. So you have a natural <laughs> size method, correct?
0: Yes. Um, you know, part of the part of the problem I have with, you know, the other brands is that they uh, tend to call things they'll call a shoe a size eleven, right? Right. And right. one year I wear a size 11 and the next year I need 11 and a half. And, it, you know, the 11, just there's no way I'm putting my foot in there. It's like, what in the hell is going on? You know, I mean, I always right. said it's a good thing. These guys aren't making tires for our cars, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but
1: yeah. um,
0: so there's certain... So, what I wanted to do was give people an actual i d number of the foot form that the shoe was made around, and that's called the last so uh and of course, I wanted to make the shoe around my foot, and that is the thirteen fifteen uh it's and technically, if you measure the length and the and the width of the ball of the foot, it would fall into uh ten and three quarters so um I just said, hey, that's what it is. So, you know, if you wear ten and a half, it's probably gonna work. If you wear an eleven, it might be a little snug. But the main thing is that you people figure out, um, you know, that they either wear a thirteen fifteen or, which is the one you and I wear, a lot of people wear, um, and or fourteen nineteen or fourteen eighteen. And that number really doesn't mean anything. It's it's when I um put the Foot form into the database. So what year and what number? So thirteen, fifteen was the fifteenth last I had looked at, and it was two thousand thirteen. So as we add, as we add sizes, we'll just you know give it whatever serial number of last we're at, and you know the the important thing is that it's unique. So when you look for a size eleven. Uh, or 10 and a half, you'll see, you know, these, well, say 11, you'll see 13, 15. And if 13, 15 fits you, then you can always be assured that it's going to fit the exact same way every time. Right. And that's why I gave it the additional numbers. Does that make sense? Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. And, you know, I'll tell you what, it, it is, like you said, it is a, it is a great fit. It works out well. So, yeah, that does absolutely make sense. But I like the true-to-form, you know, shoe sizing, which is, like you said, you don't see in other companies. And I agree. You really have to go in and try shoes on at other places just to make sure that, like you said, the 11 is still an 11 or, you know, it's not a 10.5 or it's not an 11.5. So, yeah, I like that your shoes are true to size, and you can just order the same
0: thing, and it's still the same thing. Exactly, Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll always be able to get it put on the menu. I mean, we we have no intentions of phasing things out. We'll just add to it. I mean, I kind of, you know, call it infinite sizing. So we might have eventually, you know, 10 different shapes for a size 11, you know. Sure. sure. Um, and they would all have their own unique numbers. So maybe 13, 15 doesn't work for you, but... Fifteen sixty-eight is you know it's perfect, and you can right. always order any design built around that shape, and bingo, you got a perfect fit.
1: That's fantastic.
0: I like that. Um,
1: the uh, let me think here. The oh the, the, the thing you just released on the website was a uh, a rock plate sock liner. Now I
0: have yep. that rock
1: plate sock liner because I've I've actually posted up photos of uh, of the trail that I run and the trail that I run is just excessive amounts of rocks. And I'm actually gonna throw mm-hmm. a photo up on Instagram later on what the rock plate looks like hundred and fifty miles later. And there's probably only like a couple strike marks in the bottom of the plate, but you can definitely tell with that it's saved my feet. But it doesn't yeah. sacrifice feel which is amazing. I love it.
0: Yeah, I you know, I was Surprised myself. Um, that was probably the biggest request we we got from people was to add a rock plate. <clears throat> and myself, I I mean, I hit stretches that were sharp rocks, you know, um, and I felt them, but I never I never had any you know rock injury. Um, so, knock on wood, I I really didn't think the shoe needed it, but other people did we added it. I, I, I don't personally run with it, but I did plenty of testing with it. And yeah, you can't tell it's in there and it definitely softens those rocks just, just right. It's kind of another lucky, you know, Goldilocks kind of thing, you know, Absolutely. I, yeah. the thickness of the sole was, you know, when we were designing it, you yeah, know, they're like, how thick are we going to make it? And I was like, well, there's no reason to make it 9.875. Let's just make it an easy 10 and work from there. <laughs> so. All right. All right.
1: Now, is that is that you came up with the uh, – well, I wanted to just uh, talk about, you know, the rock plate. If, if you guys don't know what a rock plate is, it's obviously exactly what it is. It's it's a plate that is in the shoe that's going to keep your feet from being damaged by, you know, sharp jagged rock. I've worn other shoes that have rock plates in them. They've they've stopped the rock from doing damage, but I would take my shoes off and have bruises on the undersides of my feet. Like I said, the trail that I run is just excessive with rocks. I mean, there's I mean you cannot avoid not stepping on a rock that's either like a friggin' like a hatchet blade or just sharp <laughs> sharp crap. And there are times where I think, thank goodness I had that plate in there because that that would have done some damage. But <laughs> and what I was thinking of. I was I was out on the run today, and I was I was realizing that the rock plate really doesn't sacrifice any of the minimalist minimalist ideal of the shoe, which uh, I'm I'm happy about because I still feel every inch of the trail underneath me, and I can still respond quickly when I step on something, and you know it, it causes me to move. So yeah, I like you said, it, it, it hits home perfectly. I love it. Thank you. So is that how you came up with the design of the like you said you, you instead of doing a, a sole that's nine point eight seven five you have the ten is that what the design of the ten 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 flash ten sole design is?
0: Yeah, that's what it means. It's basically you know ten mil at the toe and ten mil under the ball of the foot, ten mil um, under the heel.
1: Right, yeah. and that's what makes it the
0: and that's what makes it the zero drop because there's no. There's no elevation
1: from heel to toe, it's just ten straight across, which is you know like I said, it's actually a perfect amount. they feel like I'm running in slippers, honestly,
0: yeah, yeah they you know lots of people give that feedback that the the shoes just disappear so yeah. if you're yeah if you're a barefooter or a sandal runner um you know you you transition into these shoes perfectly,
1: yeah, so I agree. I agree. I love them. Yeah. I mean, when I get on the and like I found a soft part of trail today that was literally just kind of like almost like hard pan but had a little soft edge on it, and I was running on on it today, thinking, oh man, it's like running on a cloud. I mean, it felt so soft beneath my feet. I mean, obviously, like I said, I have all rocks, but you know, it felt so soft beneath the feet. I was I was just I was in pure heaven running on it today. Awesome. (laughs) So. You have you have a unique unique brand of athletes. Um, most of us are runners. Most of us are ultra runners. Um, but you actually ventured out, and we talked about this the other month. You ventured out to a, a motocross athlete. How is yep. that going for you? How is that, how is how is he working out, and how how is that going for you?
0: Well, he's it's going good. He's a, a young rider who you know they're he they basically. You know, in sports, you know, you see um, kids who have great potential and their family runs out of money, right? Right. And that bugs me. So this – it was kind of a situation with um, Justin where, you know, his family had spent just, you know, gobs and gobs and gobs of money, you know, buying him motorcycles and getting them here and getting them there. And he's, you know, really – Talented racer, and it was like, Hey, you know, you got you know, three or four bikes, they're all done, you know, we're not going to be able to get them fixed. And so they reached out, and um, you know, I was like, I, I knew he was you know, contender for whatever he went up against, but um, so um, you know, for Carson Footwear, any way we can spread the word where people hear about us. Its benefit. Um, so it was a no brainer to really say, you know, here, we'll, we'll help you get a new bike on the track. And, you know, we end up, we designed his jerseys and stuff like that. So it was cool. It, cool to help him. Um, he's definitely spread the word. Um, and those guys, the motocross group, they're, they're an extreme athlete, no doubt. <laughs> you know. Yeah, absolutely. They, oh yeah, my goodness. You know, you know and, so, and, Go ahead.
1: Go ahead. Right,
0: I'm sorry. Oh no, I was just saying they're they're an extreme set of athletes. Um and so we're you know, just you know, excited to be able to help him and excited to be able to spread our name at the same same time. So it's you know, it's it's working. Absolutely.
1: And we talked about that before, and I said, and I said, I, I find the uniqueness in that because it, it shows that you're not just about, hey, my shoes. You know, it shows about that you know you you wanna you wanna help people succeed, which I think is a fantastic attribute for not only you know a human being but a, a company such as yours. And I remember we talked about it actually instead of you know footwear just being about running, it's about you know a way of life, a lifestyle, and. That is another reason why I'm drawn to to your company and, and you specifically because it, it shows that you care about the people that are wearing your brand and not just the numbers that are out there for your brand and you know I'm appreciative of that and I'm sure everybody that you know that you've been gracious enough to to make an ambassador is is feeling the same way so uh, you know thank you thank you from the bottom of my heart for that
0: yeah thank you it's uh, it's fun it's a it's a good good place to be
1: (laughs) absolutely absolutely you know hey you can't argue right i mean can only do so much in this this lifetime and you might as well enjoy the ride so absolutely i think that's awesome and i and i hope to see
0: justin you know do well really well in the future yeah i mean it was you know it was great to go out there the first time you know he was in our jersey and you know we went out and we're hanging out in his pits and you know he he smoked it right i mean he was first in every class and it was great so it was you yeah, know it was awesome, awesome. <laughs> that's awesome
1: that is that's great you know and, and yeah. like you said you, you come from when you live to the extent of your means and that that's why I look for you know like sponsorships and, and companies that that are that are fantastic because same way you know I have a job that you know, it pays, but it's not, you know, not where I want to be for, you know, racing and doing things like that. So, you know, I'm fortunate to find these companies. And I know, I know Justin is. And like I said, I know everybody is. And, you know, I I take every, I don't take anything for granted. And I know he probably doesn't. So that's awesome that you're going to help him out with bikes and, and things of that nature. That's, like I said, that's very impressive. Thank you. So you sponsor, you sponsor events throughout throughout your, your region. Um, do you have any specific events that are coming up? I know there's one and I wish I could be there, but do you want to talk about the event that's coming up for you guys?
0: Well, you know, I, I try and sponsor, you know, sponsor events when I can. And this, this one, you know, I live in, in Oregon. Um, and when I go mountain running, I go up to Mount Hood And so there's just a good, um, it's, it's one that it's a little, you know, three, three and a half miles and 4,000 feet or something like that. I can't, I can't remember right off the top of my head, but it's just, you know, it's one of those things that gets you out there and, you know, if you're going to run up and do that in an hour, it's pretty, it's a tough crawl, (laughs) you know? And, uh, yeah. so, but it brings, it, it brings, uh, some good runners out there. So that's why I do it up here. I just kind of want to meet people that want to get out into the woods and, you know, try and make that run with me. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And you call it glacier to but, glacier, correct. correct? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's called glacier to glacier. So we, we started, you know, I have. Um, kind of a second home up on in government camp and uh, so there's a little little uh, restaurant there called the Glacier House and so we start there to the Silcox Hut which is up above Timberline Lodge but um, I'm trying to bring some more running events up to Mount Hood Um, hopefully here in the short future maybe next year we'll be able to do some yeah. You know, some rail runs. 'Cause it's I'm jealous. It's just there's some good stuff up there.
1: Yeah. I'm jealous because I'm looking at the I'm looking at the actual event and it says that it was four and a half miles, thirty five hundred vertical feet. And I mean, I'm in Pennsylvania, so I mean like the most footage I have is like a thousand feet and I'd have to run up and down that like a bunch of times to get my elevation, but
0: well where All I right. am. I
1: mean there's there's other spots in PA like Blue Mountain and things like that that are just, you know, ridiculously steep, but that's impressive. And I see that it says here the time to beat is 58 minutes for four and a half miles up 3,500 vertical feet. That's impressive. Absolutely impressive. Yes.
0: And that was that was done by uh, William Emerson. He's, uh, he's done the Appalachian Trail, the Pacific Crest, the Continental Divide, the Hobbit Trail. So he's just a lifetime runner. And he actually, he heard about it, and he came up and snooped out the trail. I mean, he, he because huh. this is a scramble. This isn't like, here's the trail, run up. It's like, you're bushwhacking, you know? Yeah. And so he went up and snooped out the best best trail and just killed it. It was, it was you know, it was pretty cool.
1: That's an impressive time. Um, I think he's probably part mountain goat. I don't know. <laughs>
0: yeah, I think he is. I think he is. But uh oh, it, it's a it's a good time.
1: Oh, I believe it. You know, any time out just running I think is is an amazing time. And you know, people, I see people stress. like I yeah, I I I'm one to get nerves at an event, especially an event that I that I think I can do well in. But overall, and my wife always says, just make sure you go have fun. So I would say any event, regardless if you're trying to beat the time or you're just saying, you know what, I want to make it from point A to point B and just enjoy myself is, you know, is great. So regardless of how the event goes, people have to remember they're out there doing it, enjoying the scenery. And, you know, it it is what it is, but I think that's awesome. So I hope you do get more successful running events out there. That would be great. For sure. I mean, you guys have some amazing views out there. Like, I see photos from where you guys post, and it's like, wow, that's that's absolutely awesome. You know, and, like, people see where I post, yeah. and they're like, man, you know,
0: like, uh, Josh
1: Sprague from Orange Mud has always said, I wish I had trees where I was. And I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Like, I don't think about it when he was out, you know, out in the desert at, at one point, when he lived out in the desert, that he didn't have trees. So, when I posted a photo of just a simple rails and trails that led up to my mountain he was like, man, you know, I'm so jealous of trees. You know, I I think I take mine for granted, but,
0: you know, it's amazing to see the views from all over where everybody is, so. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, no doubt. I think uh, Josh is in Colorado now, so no more film, sorry for him. (laughs) No, 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 yeah, no, 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 I don't,
1: I'm not. Uh, He actually just posted a photo today of a very impressive view on one of his mountain bike rides, and I, (laughs) I was so jealous. I was like, look at that, but, I happened to be up on top of the mountain at the time. And yeah, I brought my cell phone with me today. So I actually, uh, you know, got a phone call and things of that nature trying to avoid that on the mountain. But I, sometimes what I do is I, if I need to like work on my car, I'll drop my car off and then I'll run home, but you know, I'll run home via the mountain. So I'll go around the mountain and, you know, I I pick up the phone for a second and you know, there was that photo of Josh. And I was like, Oh, so jealous. So I took one (laughs) on my own and, and, I took one of my own there at the top of this view that I recently found. And, uh, you know, so I don't think it compares to his. So you're right. I can't feel bad for him now. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to. Josh, you hear that? I'm not going to feel bad for you.
0: <laughs> oh, I'm looking at it now. Here he is. Yeah. Uh, it's a
1: beautiful,
0: right? That's a beautiful As long guy. as he doesn't. Yeah. I tell you, there's one thing I like about Oregon. The You know, it's great trails, you know, great mountains. And really, one thing too, I think about when I look at going to run somewhere is like, what do I need to worry about here? Is there like rattlesnakes or bears, or you know, what's going to get me? And uh, yeah. so, Oregon is pretty, pretty uh, runner-friendly, if you will.
1: Oh, absolutely. I uh, I run with headphones in when I'm by myself, which I probably shouldn't. Um, I don't like to hear myself breathing. You know, I, I, sometimes I breathe heavy, sometimes my footfall, actually my footfall used to be really loud, and like you said, that Mm. transition in your shoes has actually caused my footfall to be a lot lighter and and less noise, but I run with uh, headphones on, and I probably don't want to hear what's in the woods around me at some point, so. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. My goodness, if something is chasing me, I'd never know, but. You know, at the same point, I don't, I don't want to hear all the little things moving around. You know, especially when I'm doing 11, 12 miles on the mountain, I don't, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear the rustling behind me. So, yeah, I worry about that too. Don't worry, that's my fear over here in Pennsylvania. We actually have, uh,
0: yeah,
1: we actually have the copperheads, and people have claimed rattlesnakes, but I haven't seen them. But we definitely have copperhead snakes that really, you know, really flood trails. So, I always worry about stepping on a snake when I'm running. Big fear, big fear. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, especially if you're out there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, this trail, like, if you fall and you get hurt, it's probably probably nobody's gonna find you for a while because it's it's very minimal traveled where I ru- where I run. Like now, like four or five o'clock at night, yeah, you'll see people park out. There's some amazing lookouts at points in the trail where people go to, but the the entire border of the trail, there's not a lot of people on. it. So if you wreck, yeah, you're in some trouble. um I've fallen there a couple times and. <laughs> I do one of those quick, I stand up, I look, I go, all right, just a little blood in the hand, or, you know, I'm just bruised, keep going, you know, one of those, like, do a quick assessment, so, dangerous stuff, Um, but, you know what, I wouldn't trade it for the world, Um, that's where I go to de-stress and decompress, and, you know, it's like a zen-like place for me to be out on the trail and just be in my own little solitude, so... You know, thank goodness. Thank goodness I have the gear that I do that you guys supply me with the gear. Josh with his his Ultra Packs and and you with the shoes. You know, I'm thankful, and it gets me out there and, and, you know, gets me to just kind of like, I guess, like mold with the trail, so to speak.
0: Yep. Indeed.
1: I'm sorry, go ahead.
0: Excuse me, go ahead.
1: I'm sorry. Um, Do you have any big plans for the future of the company or, you know, just like I said, I didn't I didn't mean to ruin the fact that you have other other uh, colors coming out of the zombies, which I cannot wait for the actual official of them. But, uh, yeah, how do you how do you see yourself moving forward into uh, into into the future
0: here? Well, you know, this has really been our soapbox, if you will. I mean, this was our first shoe, you know and we've learned a lot about, uh, you know, making shoes and different materials and, you know, construction methods and, you know, a lot of stuff uh, has developed uh, while we were looking for a solution, and, you know, it just kind of came together. So we, you know, we're... Happy with uh the the shoe we have, but we have lots of little things that we're gonna add in and do some do some new you know do some new products coming up you know listening to listen to the feedback that we get, but you know really, there's been very little feedback like here's what you should do uh rock plate was probably the number one. Uh, more tread is you know number two. go ahead I'm not here i get
1: you. I get the need for like some people want an aggressive look for, like an obstacle course race, but i okay. I, I don't know I, I don't know how you feel about it, but when i when I think about a thicker tread on the shoe, it may subtract from the minimalist feel it
0: will but but I think you know. It's going to be, uh, you know, and there's no – there's some designs in process uh, right now, but there's – I haven't, you know, finalized anything. But, um, you know, the the reason, you know, tread is kind of, I think, you know, a – you know, is a perception. So if it has big tread, you think that you're going to have better – traction when, um, you know, traction is really, it's surface. It's the amount of surface that hits the other surface. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, the, the shoe being so flexible the way it is creates more surface to surface contact and you get good traction. That's really why people are, you know, talk about how they run through the streams and they couldn't believe the traction they got on the slippery rocks. Um, or wet rocks you know and it's you know it's just because of that surface to surface so when you put this aggressive tread in uh, you actually are reducing the surface and if you want traction when you're running through a two inch deep you know mud puddle then you need a two inch lug (laughs) so um, so we you know we're gonna you know probably add a little bit to it. So uh but I mean I'm talking minor. We're we're talking overall I think the build's gonna be two mil uh thicker. So I'll probably okay. split the difference. Put a mil on the lug yeah. and a mill on the base. Um and then you know, um I learned a ton about the foot and, you know, how you wanna be, you know, standing on your shoes. So well, you know the company will also will probably come out with some casual shoes um oh, cool. you know for like after race or you know yeah. it'll it'll be a sporty casual, but um I'm not talking you know meeting casual <laughs> or you know happy hour kind of stuff, but just a sporty casual shoe that to you know uh, account some of the stuff we learned along the way that
1: you might really be just, here um, thinking. <laughs> Supplemented it into a tuxedo.
0: Uh, yeah, no problem. You know, if you, <laughs> yeah. If you have something you want on there, just let me know. We can do it. No problem.
1: <laughs>
0: I want, like, a tuxedo t-shirt. I got tuxedo shoes. Right, exactly. Yeah, you name it. We. It's funny. We we test most of our patterns with just a black and white, and uh, we call it like penguin. <laughs> so, and. Hey, maybe there'll be a penguin shoe.
1: Yeah, see, see, I'm telling you, you can look, you can look like you're dressed to impress, but still go out
0: there on the trail and kill it. Right. <laughs> it's nice. It's nice if you can, it. You know, it's nice if you can have a casual shoe that's built off the same last, so when you, yeah. you could, you know, wear the shoe all day and and really, um, you know, work yourself into it where. You know, if normally you would wear your, you know, normal work shoes, and you get done, you're going to go for a run. You put a shoe on that you haven't worn, but for an hour or two a day. And, you know, so it'd be, I'm looking to extend it, you know, throughout the whole day. So. Sure. Yeah, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut
1: you off with the tuxedo thing. I, I,
0: <laughs> I was thinking about the casual okay.
1: shoes, but... I think that's a great, I think that's a great venture. I like that. I like the idea of that. Like you said, you know, because I'm finicky about my running shoes. Like I don't do anything in my running shoes other than run. Like, exactly. you know, they want my feet to run. And as soon as I come home, they come off my feet and they sit to the side. You know, like, yeah. like, like you said, you know, I, I, I don't want them to wear out before their time. My shoes,
0: so. <laughs> right.
1: You know what I mean? But, uh, you know that that's that's going to be awesome, and I can't wait to see the uh, you know the future the future improvements and the, and the little things here and there that come out. Um, if you guys go on and check out the site, like we said, the Red Zombie Racers um, Everett actually does have the new line of shirts that are out, and they actually match shoes. So that's actually as soon as I'm done here, I'm going on and getting a Red Zombie Racer shirt for my next race. But uh, yeah, actually, yeah, I mean. You just came out with the apparel too that matches, and it looks soft, and just by the description, it sounds soft. So I'm excited. I can't wait.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's actually made the materials made in California at a mill called Texelini, and they're kind of you know innovators in the in the textile world. So it's super. It it does not chafe. I mean. If you if you're wearing this shirt and you shave, you know, it's, um, let me know. You maybe you're sweating salt, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. It. Yeah. I was totally surprised. But they've done they've done something, and yeah, uh, you know, I look. I really am look, looking forward to you know some of using some of their materials to you know just add you know another product that's made. Made here in the states, sure. and um, you know, it's, it's a good solid product. I mean, they have UV resistant, they have silver infused, they have oh, yeah. all the good stuff. That's awesome. But this, yeah. what we're using, is just a good strain of polyester.
1: Sounds good to me. I mean, as a guy who doesn't ever wear a shirt when I run, like Saturday, I yeah. had to wear a shirt. My race was at a uh, at a convent. So I didn't feel appropriate mm-hmm. running shirtless. <laughs> so you know, it it's definitely something like I said, you know, I went on the site, I was like, Oh yep, there's a red zombie shirt. Um and yeah. you know, obviously as it gets cooler too in Pennsylvania I'm gonna need a shirt. I can't I can't go shirtless when it's you know thirty eight degrees out when we're running, so definitely yeah. gonna need something. So I I'm excited to try those out as well. Yes. Yeah. Is there yeah. uh we're at the actually the very end of the show, but is there anything that any anything that you want to give a shout out to? Any any uh, other sponsors or uh, anybody that you work with or or uh, collaborate with that you'd like to like to give out to?
0: Well, you know, I mean, there's been a ton of you know supporters, and we're happy and thankful for all those guys and all the athletes. Rachel Bell, Kelly, just. Tore up at the Run Rabbit Run, so that was that was exciting, good for her kind of redemption run, and. Uh, Hundred miles. What's that? Hundred miler, Run Rabbit Run. Yeah, yeah, I that's think, amazing. Um, in Steamboat Springs, so that was good. You know, shout out to the people down at the shop who are getting it done. The, you know we. It you know any any business venture is uh only as good as your people and we got we're really lucky to have some amazing folks down there you know carrie wilson who you see you know if uh if you go look on our page you'll see her she's really the master cobbler and uh Another fellow who used to work for UGS is now on our team, so he's really, really, um, you know, proficient at putting that uh, strobel in, which is a pretty tough job. And, uh, you know, we got some good talent. We got good, you know, photo talent. Um, and, you know, that's really it. Those those folks down the shop, they're the ones getting it done. So hopefully we can – you know, hire and train and, you know, create a nice little, you know, uh, place to work and create good products. Absolutely. To the people That's down the it. shop,
1: thank you so much. Thank you. Your, uh, your products are quality. So, take it from someone that uses it. Fantastic. Great job, everybody. So, I'll give the same shout out because I'm appreciative. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everyone. I want to thank you for being on the show. Um, like I said I'm gonna go on and, and grab a red zombie shirt um but like i said it was it was great actually trying to uh find out exactly how the you know the designs and the and the masterminds behind the shoes and exactly the advantages of wearing your shoes so hopefully we've enlightened everybody out
0: there for that so thank you so much for being on the show today. hey, thanks for having me great talking to you. Look forward to going for a run someday with you.
1: yeah, absolutely absolutely and i'll I'll get a hold of you here yeah. after the show a little bit, All right.
0: Sure. Sounds good.
1: All right. Thanks again. Okay. I'll uh, have a great day.
0: All right. You too, man. Talk to you later. Thank you. Goodbye.
1: All right, guys. So that was Everett Carson of Carson footwear. That's www.carsonfootwear.com. Check it out. You'll see the Iguana racers as we talked about, which he said was the first shoe that he had released. And you'll see all the other designs, the zombies. Uh, he has an awesome uh, USA-made shoe with the American flag on it. I love that shoe. He uh, they sewed on the stars to make them pop 3D. Uh, there's a uh, special ops, like a black ops shoe that everything is ghosted into the material until light hits it, and then it reflects and you see the whole the whole design. It's pretty impressive. Um, the things he's doing is very innovative with the shoes. Um, I became obsessed with the designs a couple months back. And, uh, you know, like I said, uh, we we had got the talks and I put on a pair of shoes and the rest is history. Um, I am a big Carson fan. So uh, I am appreciative that he took his time out to come and talk with everybody and explain the design behind the shoes, the unique sizing, which is true to size. So, again, I am appreciative. It's Everett Carson of Carson Footwear. Uh, check them out at, uh, Instagram and Twitter as well at Carson footwear. Uh, again, you can check me out at run, hound, run on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I have my own uh, public Facebook page. If you, if you check me out on Instagram, I roll a lot of my Instagram stuff over to my Facebook page. All right, guys. Uh, again, uh, check out P4P muscle at P4P use hound 15% off at checkout and, uh, you know, check everything out for me. All right, guys, so this was another episode of Beyond Ultra with me, David the Hound Liggett. Today is September 21st, 2016, brought to you from sunny Pennsylvania. It is now 3.07 p.m., and I am signing off, so I hope everybody has an amazing, awesome day and a great weekend, and uh, you know what? Watch my Instagram for the next post of what the next show is going to be. Um trying to get some ultra runners on. I've reached out to uh, Killian Jornet, uh Sage Canada, and guys like that. So we'll see where that goes. Um, we're going to have some amazing guests in the future. So uh, equally amazing guests that I've had ever since day one of this show. So I appreciate everybody that's ever come on the show. And, uh, you know, look forward to what's going to go on in the future. All right, guys. So take care. Enjoy your day.